uh, we have a special celebration today. It is Chuck Dahl's birthday. Chuck, should we sing to you? <laughs> I am not starting it. Happy We won't ask you how old you are, Chuck. <laughs> okay, so today is our church's graduation Sunday uh, and also potluck. Um, we're here to honor our graduates and we're thankful for all the family and friends that came out for them and um, just make sure you guys stay after, even if you didn't bring anything, just stay to support and uh, for a time of fellowship. Um, everyone's welcome. We have prayer and worship tonight at 7 p.m. Um, Wednesday night Bible studies for all ages at 7 uh, invite someone. We have dinner for all kids and teens uh, starting at about 6.15. I wish we could feed all you adults too, but the budget does not allow for that. Um, we want to thank everybody who helped with our fundraiser yesterday. It was a huge success, and we're just so grateful for everybody. Um, I could, there's a long list of names, but I just want to specifically um, thank Shanna and Apple, and Cheyenne, and Sean. I think they were kind of the main kitchen. Yes, am I missing someone? Um, <laughs> Pastor is, uh, thinks he was part of it, but they, <laughs> they were in that kitchen from like set, before seven o'clock, and we didn't leave here last night till what, 6 p.m.? So um, we couldn't have done it without them. And um, so thank you, guys. And then, of course, don't forget that next Sunday is Beulah High School's graduation. Um, the graduation ceremony starts at 1.30 at the high school. So make sure to go um, celebrate our teens. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Prairie View on graduation Sunday. Lots of faces, lots of visitors. So it's awesome to see so many of you here um, to support Sabrina and Rex and and Dawson as they as we celebrate them and and uh, honor them today as we go through the celebration. But <clears throat> before I get into opening prayer, I just want to share a couple stories and observations that I've seen. <clears throat> excuse me about these three young people you know I have them in, in class and I saw them as sophomores and and just to see that transformation from sophomore junior and senior year is, is just amazing you know you look at uh, you know Rex you know one thing I think about Rex if you're ever on a bad day go find Rex because he's got a big smile he's bebopping up and down the hallways and he just he just brightens everybody's everybody's day and he's just he's there for his friends and, and for those at school and and Sabrina I don't see her here they're coming immediately coming but, um, you know, I think I told this story last year, but Sabrina, just the compassion she has, you know, last year we were doing that FCA fundraiser and there was a lady that was locked out of her car and she was having a bad day and Sabrina just goes marching right across the parking lot and starts uh, just comforting her and, and asked her to pray with this lady and just the compassion Sabrina has. And then Dawson, I see the growth in him and just being there for his friends as, a, as like someone to listen to his friends. And he's kind of like a little counselor. So I don't know, he might have to change his degree and go into counseling because he does a lot of that with his friends, I know. So, but the big thing uh, out of all three of these is, you know, 
when he went to Winterfest this year, just seeing the growth in them from Winterfest to now, listening to them in youth group, the things that they say, the intelligence that they have about the Bible, and, and the hunger that they have to learn about Jesus and Scripture is amazing. And so um, as we honor them today, let's just uh, you know pray for them and give them our blessing. So let's open in prayer if everybody would stand, please. Lord Jesus, our Savior, we come to you today as we celebrate graduation of these three amazing students from our church here, Lord Jesus, and we just ask that you bless them as they go through this week with finals, testing, and an actual graduation ceremony on on Sunday, Lord. Just bless them as they go to college and, and are faced with many challenges of life and the tough things of life, Lord. Help them to continue to look for you and to lean on you, Jesus, to guide them through decisions that they have to make, through challenges that they face. Lord, you are their rock, and let them remember that, and let them continue to come to you and find you as they're in college, Lord Jesus. We just want to pray for our congregation today here in Beulah. We want to thank you for the blessings of the, the amazing fundraiser yesterday and the fellowship that was, was taking place. Lord, we want to ask for your continued blessings upon our community as we heal and move forward into next week's graduation. Lord, I pray in your precious name. Jesus, amen. So we have some slideshows prepared for our graduates and some letters we're going to read. Um, I'm warning you now, this is your chance to grab tissues. <laughs> I'm thinking there might be some tears, but, um, and even reading these, I might crack, but um, I figure if the parents were up here reading it, they might shed a few tears. So it's just for, you know, realistic effect. But um, <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, Dawson Philibeck. Dawson, as your parents' words can't express how part of, proud of the young man you have grown into. Your character really shines, and yeah, you made it to high school graduation day. 
Reflecting back, there are so many memories to share with you. When you were a baby and I rocked you to sleep, how you loved me patting you on the back gently. Good times on the farm, like riding bike, riding horses, and playing with all the critters mom would bring home. The time in Wyoming brought days at the pool, golfing, and endless games of badminton and volleyball in the backyard. While we reserved every Monday and Friday night for grilling on the patio and watching WWE. And who could forget our camping adventures in the mountains with Vegas? Watch out for bears. Haha. <laughs> As you became a high school student, we had endless travel to football and basketball games and all the school activities. Where did the time go? I can never get enough of watching you play sports and grateful you experienced so much success and saw state tournament action. One quality you have that sticks out is your work ethic. You have never been afraid to work and have kept a part-time job through high school. As your dad, the proudest and happiest I have been for you is with your journey with Jesus. Seeing your transformation this year since being saved at Winterfest fills my heart. I see you learning and growing in your faith and coming closer to God. I see you being a helper to others, especially your friends. You have a kind heart and you care about others. As you now begin your journey into adulthood, remember to keep your family close. College will be tough, life will be tougher. I hope we have prepared and equipped you with what you need to start your life. The biggest thing is to always keep Jesus at the center of your life. Lean on him in your ups and downs, in your joys and sorrows. Always keep him first. Here's a scripture I want to leave you with to encourage you to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We are proud of you and we love you. Dad and Sean, Mom and Terry. Dawson, I just have a couple scriptures I just want to read over you. And um, as I was praying over you three, these are the ones that came. So the first one is Psalm 144, verses 1 through 2. It says, Blessed be the, the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. And the second is Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Miss Sabrina.
Sabrina Marie, we cannot begin to express our utmost thanks to God above for allowing us the honor and great privilege of being handpicked to raise you. As you know, three pregnancies came before making your successful delivery and entrance into this world even more of a heavenly blessing, leaving us completely awestruck at what our Lord can do. As a toddler, Sabrina was strong-willed, and oftentimes her never-ending determination frustrated her parents. Smiley face. <laughs> if she wanted the special snack in the cupboard that, she purposely hid that we purposely hid behind items way up on top, she found a way to conquer her goal, quietly drag stool over the counter, climb onto the counter, and ever so sneaky take desirable amount, replace the snack exactly how it was, and quietly dismount and return stool, never to be caught until sometime later. <laughs> One more parenting moment that will be remembered is after Sabrina became upset with me, her mom, during fourth grade while homeschooling. Imagine that. <laughs> she was struggling with her spelling test, if I remember correctly. We had uppercase living wall stickers displayed neatly on the wall where the walkway was. It spelled out, the most important work you will ever do will be within the walls of your own home. All of a sudden, later that night, I noticed Glory, just a toddler, then was holding a black sticky ball of something in between her fingers, and upon retrieving it, I started to pull it apart and then quickly realized where the black stickers had come from. Our sweet, blonde, beautiful, blue-eyed, lovely child had decided to remove certain stickers from the wall. Every single E no longer had a middle, every single I was no longer dotted, and every single T was no longer crossed. <laughs> Sabrina, you have demonstrated hard work and effort in all areas of your life, and we have no doubt that it'll continue. However, we do wish for you more joy from above to sustain and ground you, especially when life gets loud and chaotic. We never imagined your senior year ending by attending back-to-back -back funerals and the trauma that has accompanied these horrific circumstances, but through it all, you are learning to lean into Jesus and simply be held in his arms. As you know, I often say the hardest verse in the Bible for me is, be still. I lack severely in this area and am afraid you've been shown the don'ts in life by yours truly. We are, uh, we are certainly all a work in progress, and you, my girl, have taken the lead in more areas than you even know. You've made progress in leaps and bounds with your boundaries over the last few years, ensuring more successful relationships in your future. Your dad and I have tripped over and fell flat on our faces in many areas, and you being the oldest had to grow up way too fast. Unfortunately, you saw from the front row what disobedience to God looks like, what happens when we choose to serve ourselves first before following God, and how much destruction can occur when people hide secrets of addiction due to fear and shame. You endured an entire decade of watching your parents separate, live like roommates, even move out, then worked it out only to repeat the vicious cycle all over again. Our deep regret we feel of completely screwing up as parents is something we take to the cross daily and lay it down before our Savior. Sabrina, I want you to hear this and know this and live this out. Two words but Jesus. Jesus never let you go. Jesus always had you in his palm. Jesus will never leave you. Our family is put back together only because of Jesus and his never failing love. Our hope and prayer for you, Brina, is simple. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Upon closing, as your parents, we'd like to remind you that you will always be welcomed home. And I will add your home church, too. 
to visit. Glory has big plans for your bedroom as she's been planning the takeover for over a year. <laughs> Gavin can officially park his car wherever he wants knowing he'll no longer block you in or have to move it bright and early in the morning. Our home will always be your home, but you still need to put your coat away. Don't leave your stuff all over. And for the love, do not pile your dirty dishes in the sink. <laughs> Sabrina Marie, you are a child of God. Remember that the enemy and God are asking you the same exact question. Who are you? You can count on times being hard and life tearing you apart. But remember, in Christ alone, the hope of glory. Stand strong in his steadfast love and allow his work to be completed. You've seen firsthand his miracle working power within our family and marriage. These past 18 years, you've tried to love, we've tried to love you the very best we knew how and to lead you to the cross to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And through it all, I've always said and will continue to say, I love you, but you know who loves you more. All our love, your mom and dad. Sabrina, the, the scriptures that I have for you is uh, Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then Romans 8.37-39. It says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And last, but certainly not least, Rex.
Dear Rex, I guess I've put off writing this letter as long as I can. Sorry, Jessica, I know you asked for it a couple months ago. That is okay. <laughs> it's not easy watching the last one fly, but proud outweighs sadness by far. You have always been so uniquely yourself, even when the pressure to conform to those around you is strong. As a child, you could always be found in a quiet corner, creating board games, art, or writing stories. You had a joyful, exuberant personality coupled with an empath's quiet strength. Today, as you prepare to leave this chapter of your life, I want you to know how thankful I am to be your mom. Thankful for you always being in my corner with your courageous lion's heart. Thank you for giving me grace and love in my moments of failure. Thank you for holding on to the light when darkness threatened to over overwhelm you. Thank you for giving the best heartfelt hugs. The soul's path isn't always an easy one. There are many temptations and confusion along the way. Rex, your heart's compass is true, and God will always lead you through those mists. The world is yours to explore. I will always be cheering you on from near or far. I love you so much, Mom. And Rex's dad could not be with us today, but he sent a video message to play for Rex. Dear Rex, I am flattered to be granted the privilege of serving as your dad. I have always taken great pride in being your dad. I recognize that high school graduation is an important moment in your life, but I see this as simply just another example of you achieving another goal en route to another goal yet to be gained. I don't wish for anything to diminish this event in your life, but do wish to point out to all those in attendance to cheer you on that you yet again have excelled at what you choose to accomplish and will use this entire building block of experiences to meet the next challenge. I hope the montage of pictures that were shared of you offer some insight to those viewing them. I hope that folks see the cute baby brother, little cousin, classmate, friend, or son that has matured into the man we see today. You are our youngest child, and by sheer birthright, that makes this day even more bittersweet as your parent's last child is moving on to his own. I contrast the days your mother and I took each of our children home from the hospital. With Hallie, we could not drive 45 miles per hour down the interstate for fear of wrecking the pickup and harming our newborn. As we had our second, Dayton, we were a little more cavalier since this was our second child and had been down the spooky path of being a parent already. You being our third born seemed like loading a kid up in a baby bucket and slipping home easy as you please was no different than running to Mile City for any other reason. We were experienced parents with two children and nieces under our care already. We had this all figured out. You were the one that got laid on the floor while we had to run to see what was going on in the next room because we had already learned to not lay babies on beds or couches and turn your back on them. Thunk. You didn't hit the floor near as much as your sisters. <laughs> Between your uncles, aunts, cousins, sisters, and parents packing you around all your early years, it's a wonder you got the chance to walk on your own. Sitting aside, you are the perfect third child. You are the perfect son. I especially appreciate the last six years living here in Beulah with you. 
You and your sister were the reasons I came to North Dakota, and it was worth every minute. My patience, empathy, tolerance, and understanding have been enhanced by living with you, and I thank you for that opportunity to grow with you. Closing, I am glad to be one of the people who is rarely shocked, surprised, astonished, or amazed by your talents or your personality. I have always held you in high regard. I will continue to cherish those reactions from onlookers and outsiders as they meet you and learn of your nature for the very first time. You have always been a tremendous soul that emanates light from within, and you will continue to be one of my greatest loves of all. You are wonderful. You are my boy. You are my son. Thank you. I love you. Dad. Your dad did tell me that um, he did that instead of writing a letter because he cannot write nearly as eloquently as you do, Rex. <laughs> and if you have not read Rex's uh, poems and stories, he's an amazing writer. Rex, the, the first scripture that I feel like the Lord has given me for you is Psalm 91, 1 and 2. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. And the second is Galatians 1.10. It says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And then for, for all three of you, just a, a scripture to share my heart for all three of you is Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We're proud of you and, and we love you. We love you three. We're so, so proud of you. Good morning. Happy graduation Sunday. Uh, for those, those that don't know, uh, Kira and I are the youth leaders here at Prairie View, and we lead youth together and this is our first graduation Sunday so we are both excited and um, nervous so but it's been a pleasure the last three months to get to know Rex, Sabrina and Dawson and it feels like although it's only been three months it feels like we've known y'all for many more months uh, than that and uh, this is the hard part of youth ministry because all youth ministry is temporary whether a kid comes for one night or they're here for the full six years or just uh, three months. Um, youth ministry is a part of life, and every every student that comes through your door, you know, one day will graduate and go on into the uh, next uh, stage of life. And with that being said, uh, these are the title of my message tonight is three things um, to take with you. And we all know uh, the question of if you were on a deserted island, uh, what three things would you 
take with you. Does anyone want to answer that question? I'm asked for crowd participation. A boat. A boat. Firewoods. Someone to start a fire. You get a third one. Three things. What? Books. Books. <laughs> All right. So my uh, sophomore year of high school, I willingly, me and eight of my friends, willingly went to go camp for the first time on a deserted island. This this island was about 30 square feet with one tree. And between the eight of us, none of us brought a sleeping bag, a tent, or a lighter. So we, we were doing great. So we, but we had a boat, and we had Doritos, we had hot dogs, and we had water. So those three things are the things that we brought with you. So I, um, my goal uh, today is to leave you with something more than hot dogs, Doritos, and water. We knew how to eat. We didn't know how we were going to sleep. Actually, all eight of us slept in a canoe. I'll let you all figure out how, that, how well we slept that night. But it is what it is. We were like, surely someone will bring a tent. Someone will bring something else. But nope, we all were, care we were all 16, 17-year-old boys, and all we cared about apparently was eating. So it was, a, it was a good night. It was a strange night, but we learned from that lesson, and the next camping trips got better and better. We brought tents the next time. We brought... Uh, lighter. We brought. We kept warm. That the first night, it was a cold, cold uh, night. But the three things I want to leave you with. The first one is um, comes from Ephesians chapter three, verses sixteen and nineteen. It says that I pray that out of the glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep the love of Christ is, and to know the love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the fullness of his measure. This is, um, these three verses are what lead and guide our uh, youth ministry as rooted youth. This is the three verses of scripture uh, that we base our entire ministry off of, but it is, uh, it is the, essentially the goal in which we have for all of our students that they would leave uh, rooted in Christ, a relationship in Christ. Uh, for Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us that, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. As, uh, as we read, the, or as Jessica read the parent letters, and uh, thinking about relationships with your parents. And as you go off to college, I encourage you to call your mom and your dad and your home weekly. I call my mom every Sunday morning to make sure that my outfit matches to this day. And I am 24 years old and I've been dressing myself for about that long. So, but I still call my mom every and or every Sunday morning and say, hey, does this match? Does this look good? So if you ever don't like my outfit, I guess take it up with my mom. <laughs> But um, call your mom, and but your relationship with your mom and with your dad is not something that you gained or something that you earned. You were born into it. You were born a son of God. You were born a daughter of God. It is, uh, we are born as sons and daughters, and it's by grace through faith we have been saved. It's not of our own works. If you forget to call your mom your first week of college, 
she may be mad at you, but she's still your mom. Or you, you forget to call your dad your first week of college. He's still uh, your father. It's not based on works. It's not based on anything. It, it is a relationship that we have being rooted in his love for us, not our love for him. You were, uh, your parents uh, and our father, uh, they loved you even when all you did was cry and poop and beg for food. Uh, the same is true in, in our early stage of life. When we were, we were, sent, when we were away, uh, sending our lives away, God loved us the same then as, we, as he does now, now that we are in Christ, now that we have found relationship in Christ, now that we have come to faith in Christ, the same is true. That we are saved by grace through faith, and this is not of our own works. It is a trusting in of the love of God that he has for us. It is a complete faith that God loves us and God saves us. It's not, there's no amount of work that we can do to make God love us anymore. We are brought to justification at salvation. It's uh, outside work taken in. We cannot add to our relationship with Christ. We, we stand justified and right with God at the moment of salvation. Don't become any more sons or daughters of your parents. After the day you were born, you are their son, you are their daughter. The day you were born till the day that you die, you'll always be their baby. But uh, that you would be rooted and established in the love of God, that you would be rooted and established, that this would be your hope, this would be your source, that, that Christ would be what you grow. You would come to know. Hello. All right. Now y'all can hear me? I promise the first point was good if I cut out the entire time. So it was solid, A+. Plus. I got to say so myself. So if I'm the only person that could hear me the first 10 minutes, totally cool. But that you'd be rooted and established in uh, love of Christ, uh, that you would that you would come to know Him as your source, that you are His son, you're His daughter, that you were born into this relationship with God, and and once you are saved, you you stand justified, and it's not of your own works, but your own doing. But that Christ would be your source, that He would be your source of all life, that you'd be rooted and established in Him, that everything that you do would be found in him, not outside of him, but in him, that you be rooted and established of in the love of God because he loves you and you are a son and you are a daughter of God at, at the moment of salvation, standing justified with him. The second is that you would focus on Christ, and this comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That your focus would be on Christ. Your focus would not be on your works. Yes, this passage of scripture says to lay aside every sin and, and things that so easily entangle us, but that's not the focus of the passage. The focus of this passage of scripture is Christ, the one who started the work of faith, will finish the work of faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we can only run this race if we focus on Jesus, that we wouldn't look for the approval of man, that we wouldn't look for the approval of our peers, of our, of our fellow classmates, of our, of our friends, 
but to focus on Christ, to, to look to him. And to focus on Christ, this means uh, to look to him and to look him, to him alone, to not to look to him and other things, but to look to him as the sole source of our faith, of our sole source of life, that he is the author and the finisher. So not only did he write the race of faith out for each one of us, but he also finished it. He stands with us today, but he also stands stood at the start of the finish line. He stands with us today and he stands with us tomorrow and he'll run with us all the way to the end as he stands at the finish line. But he also wants us to run free of all the sins, of all the things that so easily entangle us. And he wants us to solely focus on him, to be with him, to run this race, to run free of all sin, but to focus on him, to look to him. Because the focus of our relationship with God is not anything else but Christ. It's not your doing or your undoing. As James reminds us that uh, for him who knows what is good and fails to do it for him, it is sin. So it's not Sin is both in action and inaction, and we cannot save ourselves. We cannot live perfectly. We cannot live rightly. So the focus is not our works. Our fo- the focus is not our actions. The focus is not our striving or our efforts. The focus is Christ and looking to him, and he will be with us every step of the way. And that he has already finished our race, that he's already already finished our faith, that he's already finished or walk, that we simply just need to walk with them every step of the way because he stands at the finish line waiting for us, but he also stands with us as we walk this race of life, this road of life. And the road of life is hard, and this leads me to uh, my third point, and it is uh, to, what is my third point? Oh, to walk in Christ, to walk in in Christ because Matthew 7:14 reminds us because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few that find it that the road and the race with Christ is narrow and it's difficult it's hard sometimes it feels like you're on a deserted island with just hot dogs and chips and Doritos and water and there's no there's no bed there's no there's not there's no fire there's nothing to keep you warm and that's oftentimes how the road and the race of life feels. That the Christian life is not one of ease. It's, it says quite frankly that narrow is the gate and difficult is the way or difficult is the road that leads to life. But he also reminds us in Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 29 and 30 come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light we can't run uh, this race of uh, life alone we can't walk this narrow way alone we are yoked um to Christ. Uh, the Christian race, oftentimes we believe, some people believe the Christian race is one where God starts it, God lifts the mountain, and then he says, here, and gives it to you, and you're expected to carry it the rest of the way. I mean, there are some pretty stout individuals here, but if I were to hand you a mountain and say, carry it, we would all be crushed under the weight 
of it if Christ started the work in you, meaning uh, that the Christian world is not a God, then me, race, meaning that Christ saves us and sets the course, and then it's completely us, up to us to run it. Uh, we cannot... Uh, we cannot save ourselves, therefore we cannot run the race of Christ alone. It's not up to us to save ourselves. But it's also not a God and not me race. Uh, this is uh, the uh, exact opposite of the first, uh, where the person or believer believes that it is solely up to God to save me and is only him that does any work in running the race. This is not a only a work of God, but it is a or we are not absent of the work and it's not simply a divine choosing or divine lottery in which the decides which are saved and which are not. But it is also not a God plus me race where there are times and seasons when it's only God doing the running and there are times and seasons when it's only me or us doing the running of this race. Um, so if you were to picture these first three, the first one kind of looks like a pie and it's all me, it's all up to me and this is not the second one is a pie that's fully God. And the third one is a pie with a squiggly line down the middle where it's God on one side and us on the other. And this is not the race of the believer. The race of the believer is a God in me race. We become one. It is not I who live, but Christ who lives within me. We are together. We are not separate. Uh, from one another. I can, know, I can know more time I choose without God than I can preach without God. We can do nothing apart from Christ. That once we become rooted in love, once we become rooted in Christ, once we become, Christ becomes our focus, we are rooted, we are yoked um, together. And a yoke is simply when you, may, you take two strong oxen and you put them together and they, become, they do the work of life together, they become uh, they become strong together. They one does not walk the field and drag the other, but they walk together and they plow uh, the field. And he says, "Come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, that you would be with me, that you cannot be separate from." me you cannot be anymore you cannot be uh from me that you would run the race of christ together with christ uh that everything is done in christ everything is done with christ everything done through uh christ so my prayer for the graduates and everyone in here today that you would run a race where you walk in christ that you focus you're rooted in christ so as Kira comes up with the gifts, we're going to um, present. We did have three things to take with you, but we botched one of them. We uh, got scientific journals instead of line journals, so those will be coming uh, shortly. But we do have two things to take with you. <laughs> um, and then we'll close in prayer for our graduates. It's a hammock. I, just, I didn't know if you knew. I didn't know what they were. Logan, when I met him two years ago, he brought one out. I'm like, what is that, dude? Like, it's, it's 95 degrees out. No, it's on, babe. Um, <laughs> and uh, I thought I was a sleeping bag. It's not. It's a hammock. But they're super cool. You just tie them up on a, on a tree. It's really good. 
great. I think they're great. So anyways, I, I didn't think I was going to get choked up, but I'm definitely going to get choked up. Rex, don't look at me like that. I'm going to start with Dawson because you, buddy, I love you. You gave your room up for me. I appreciate that. You did. If you guys don't know, I actually live in Brian and Sean's basement. And Dawson was such a, oh, Dawson, you're such a good kid. He gave up his room for me, so he lives upstairs. He, we didn't kick him out like he doesn't live in the basement. I mean, he doesn't live outside or anything. He just lives upstairs. Okay, yeah, he consented to it, and it was great. And uh, Dawson, I think one of the best memories I have with you is at Winterfest. And we're standing in the hallway, and you know where I'm going with this. And we had, I, I don't wonder if it's we we had a we were in a hotel, and our bishop and his wife was next to us, and uh, it was me, Dawson, Rex, Logs, Pastor, and then my Logan. We're all standing in the hallway, and uh, Dawson and I were going back and forth, messing with each other, talking a little bit of trash. And if you guys don't know me, I talk a little bit of trash about our uh, youth director. And I said, when he comes around the corner, it's it for him. I'm just going to tackle him. Dawson stood around for about 20 minutes to, to see that happen. Uh, but I value my life and my job, so I didn't do it. And I, uh, I just, I kind of let him down on that. But it was, I remember one of the best things I think you ever said to me too, is I was like, Dawson, I feel like there's something I'm just going to say to you one day and just, you're just going to be so mad. And you looked at me and went, Kira, there's nothing you could ever say to me that would make me not love you anymore. And I was like, Dawson. And it, it, it was so sweet. And I just love you, bud. And you're such a good leader and such a good friend. Like when we were at the high school for FCA with everything going on the last two weeks, like you're just there for everybody. And you can just tell, like, people gravitate towards you. They gravitate to the person that you are, and they just want to be around you. And I, I love you. I do. I love you so much. I'm trying not to cry, guys. I'm, I'm working so hard at it. Sabrina. Girl, you look so good. You're so beautiful. You always kill it. I'm in a car heart, and you're like, I'm going to kill it. So, Sabrina, I, I just, I love you because, well, I love you just in general, but, um, <laughs> I love that you just, if there's nobody taking charge in a room, you, you don't even hesitate. Yesterday, if y'all weren't here, um, there was two gentlemen, I will not name names, uh, there was two gentlemen standing in a corner with their phones, and Sabrina is killing it, washing dishes, we're all washing stuff, doing stuff. Sabrina looks over, <laughs> Sabrina looks over and goes, okay, look guys, I get it, you're on your phones, but there's plenty of stuff that can be getting done, there's dishes, they're sweeping, I kid you not, yeah, mm-hmm, that's what I thought too. This, this, she was killing it, and they said, they, I, I kid you not, I think they both went, yes, ma'am. And they started doing dishes, they started sweeping, and I was like, get it, girl, because I don't know what I was doing, I probably wasn't doing anything either, so she probably should have yelled at me too, but it was that. But this, you just, you just, oh, people might call you bossy, I don't think it's bossy, I think it's assertive, and I think you should always keep it, don't ever lose it, no matter what people say, if they're like, oh, you're bossy, no, you're not, and if you are, it's probably for good reason, because those boys shouldn't have been on their phone, and they know better. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. I do, Mr. Rex. Oh, I can look at you, but you're gonna you're gonna tear up, and I'm gonna tear up, and it's gonna get it's gonna get it's gonna get rough for me and you. But Mr. Rex, I I love you. I do. I remember when you got baptized. You got baptized. If y'all have never seen it, I think we have it on video, don't we, Pastor? You got baptized in a flannel. 
I mean, if that doesn't like show Rex's personality, I don't know what does. I think Pastor even said, he's like, do you want to take your flannel off? And he's like, nope, I'm good. we're good. And mind you, he walked in and it was like negative 45 out. I was here for Christmas. It was like negative 45 out. He walked in in shorts and a flannel and that's how he got baptized. And I'm pretty sure he walked back out like that. I was like, this kid is nuts. I'm, I was like, you, you, you're just so heavy. And then he got out and we, I gave him a hug and it was great because he looked at me. And I was like, dude, you, of course you can hug me. Like, don't, I could see you trying to ask a question, but uh, Rex, I love you. Your personality is amazing. I know when I have a rough day and I don't know, there was a, it was last week when you were prepping for your sermon, I was having a rough day and you walked in and you were prepping for your sermon with um, Logan and you, oh, you just get me every time. You just... Every time you always got something nice to say and you come in like, you want to hear about this? And I'm like, absolutely. Did y'all know he can draw? He drew me a turtle, okay? I have a thing for turtles. And this boy walked in and it, he actually used it as his assignment. And it, I mean, Rex, you are so talented in everything that you do. I wish, like I can talk, but you like can talk in like a, see like I don't even have the word for it. I can talk. But you make your sound better, and and you can draw, and you're just so talented, Rex, like absolutely talented in everything that you do, and I love you, and I love your spunk, and you just, you bring so much light into the youth group, and you're always there, and you, you're not scared of uh, Lowe's in the back, because you, you got thrown around a lot for musical chairs, and I'm impressed, because I wouldn't go up against that kid, and I, like, there, and you just, you just took it, and I love you, and everything about you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing, and I want, I'm going to say it for the church, and I think they've already said it, but you will always have a church family here. I mean, seriously, look out there. Everybody will be here for you. Me and Logan will be here for you. This church isn't going anywhere. Like, I, you guys have our number. If you don't have pastor's number, I'll give it to you. If he hasn't, it's fine. I'll give it to you. Uh, Mama Jessica's number. Guys, this, this church family will always be here. No matter how far you are, I don't care what college you go to or if you're halfway around the world, we will always be there for you guys. And we love you, and I appreciate you, and I'm so proud of all of you for graduating. I mean, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of kids that don't make it that far, and there's a lot of kids that I wish did make it that far. And I'm really proud of you guys, and we love you. I basically just want to say ditto to everything that Kira said. Thank you for showing up every night. Not often you get a youth pastor change halfway through your second semester of your senior year, and you show up because uh, we don't. We y'all knew I didn't no idea who we were. We didn't know who y'all were. But so thank you for um, everything, uh, Dawson. I want to say the heart that you have for the teammates and friends you have around you. It just shows leaps and bounds. Um, I, I totally agree. Changing his major to counseling or some form of therapy, totally 100% back that up. I think you would kill it 100%. Um, and just the heart and the ministry that you have, you have a heart of gold and a heart of passion. I can't wait to see what Christ does with that as you begin your journey. Having started at Winterfest, God's going to carry you through the hard seasons and the easy seasons, and I can't wait to see what God does in your life. I guess I'll do the same word of that. Here it is, Sabrina. <laughs> Oh, just the passion and the care that you have for people around you and that just that constant like go-getter attitude that just 100% just 100% all the time every day no matter what whether it's washing dishes uh leading worship just 100% games 
most competitive student award goes to Sabrina, 100%. Whether musical chairs, water, she's always there. She always gives 110%. Uh, just the heart and the competitive spirit that you have, God's going to use that and take that for that work. There's that work hard and go get her attitude, 110%. And Rex, your smile, I don't think has changed since the first uh, baby picture that they changed, on, they showed on the screen today. And that you, no matter what kind of day you're having, no matter if you're tired or where you bring light, you bring sunshine, you bring joy, you bring peace, uh, it just follows you everywhere you go, whether you're at the bowling alley working six hours after working. Rex yesterday put in a 12-hour work day. He showed up at 7.45 before he was supposed to be here and stayed all the way to 3 o'clock and then went to work and worked from uh, 4 to 10. So two, six, seven-hour shifts. The first one he didn't really need to be here for, but he 100% stayed with the whole whole day. So that just shows character and that just shows heart that you care about this youth group, you care about this church, and we appreciate all of y'all. And y'all can always call us. You can always call Pastor. Um, and we just have loved the these last three months and where you love and we will be here here and can't wait to see what the next three months until y'all leave for college in August looks like. So with that being said, um, we're going to ask for the congregation to come up and just lay your hands on them and pray a blessing over them as they uh, graduate and that they would finish strong. Heavenly Father, God, I am so just beyond thankful for these three, Father, and God, just the, the, the growth and the change that I've seen in them following the last couple of years. And God, it's been a, a pleasure coming to Prairie View and, and being allowed to, to pastor this church. But God, to, to meet these three, God, with their unique talents, God, their unique personalities, and to, to watch how the same God can work through each and every one of them, God, for your glory and for your honor is just overwhelming to me. And Father, I pray that as they uh, get ready for graduation next week, Father, and God, as they move forward in, in life and in go on different paths, Father, that they would always remember this church and this place, that, God, you knit them in purpose, God, you knit them in spirit, and, Father, that they would carry with them the gifts and the callings that you have given them, God, that they would know that no matter where they go, no matter what they do, no matter how far they go, that, God, those callings are still there because they are from you. And, Father, I pray that, God, as they enter into times of temptation, God, that, Father, you would keep them strong. God, I pray as they experience new experiences, God, that you would always uh, help to just shore them up, to put your spirit not only in them, but around them. And Father, I pray, God, that as they be and they grow into who they are more fully in you, that, God, you would use your spirit to bring other people to salvation. God, whether it be a kind word, a smile, a handshake, a hug, God, whether it just be letting somebody know that these three see them, that they would know that it is you in them at work. Father, I pray for blessing upon blessing upon blessing. God, that you would give them favor among their peers, that you would give them favor among their teachers. God, that you would give them favor in the workforce, Father, that God, whatever they set their hands to, God, would just turn to gold for your glory and for your honor. God, I thank you for them. I praise you for them because you are the author of life. God, you have given it in abundance to these three. So, Father, when they open their mouths, let your words come out. When they use their hands, let it be yours through them. For your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name. Well, um, we have potluck back in the back for you, so if y'all would stay, um, love on our graduates, um, tell them how much you love and appreciate them, encourage them, 
Um, so I'll close in prayer, and then y'all are dismissed. It's going to be good. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for your love and your mercy and your, your kindness. Lord, we thank you for these graduates. We thank you for Rex, uh, Sabrina, and Dawson, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would lead and you would guide them all the days of their life, Lord. I pray that they would realize that you are with them, that you are the foundation of their life, Lord, that you are the, the focus of their life, Lord, and you are with them all the steps of the way that you are with them. There's not a, a moment that they are outside of you, Lord, that the moment of salvation, God, that they are with you and you will carry them through and you lead them through the good times and the bad times, the hard times and the easy times, Lord Jesus. Uh, we thank you for the grace and the mercy and the love of God that you have on each one of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.